0: They'll look high and they'll look low They'll look everywhere
1: All right, welcome back to another episode of the Anti-Politics Podcast. Drink your fucking water podcast on the motherfucking Ooh. cast of the pod. Alan, yeah. What are you
0: up to, my friend? Man, I'm just sitting here wondering what the fuck is Vice, Newton, Vice News and Ford Fisher doing? That was a little weird, the articles that they released recently.
1: Specifically Vice, I think. I think, you know... Right on, Vice. Great article.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all all two of them that you wrote that were almost identical that you released the same day. (laughs) Did you see that? They released two the same day that were like 80% identical. I didn't read the other one. I read the Vice article. No, I'm talking about Vice. They released two articles the, the same fucking day, man. Or, no, I'm sorry. Maybe one was back from March. My apologies. I redacted my earlier statement. One was from four days ago, but for Fisher and them. But it it is funny, though, because both the March and the four day ago one are like 80% the same. Um, And they both talk about the person that we don't want to talk about and (laughs) categorically just miss everything on what a movement is based on that is decentralized to begin with Um, whether it's you know the boog or anything else like that any decentralized movement there are no leaders you have pockets you have sections you have this but there's no national leader there's no whatever this or that and nobody is ever truly a leader like you might have you know groups that you know rely on somebody's opinion for certain things here and there a little bit more so than most but it, it's not like we have an organization built up over time with this where we have a hierarchy or anything else now i don't i don't claim boog i claim gang gang absolutely gang 100% gang is wholesome and we help build up communities and arm our communities and feed our communities and take care of them and we drink our fucking water and we take care of ourselves first because you can't take care of yourself, take care of your community if you don't take care of yourself. So that is first and foremost to be put out there. But do I still love Hawaiian shirts? My oh, yeah, man. Says yes. My closet says yes in an overwhelming way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That shirt represents a whole lot
1: more than just that. I mean, it's you know, it's it's got multiple aspects to it. And uh, the hibiscus flower I talked about it a million times. Mm-hmm. Alan talks about his hibiscus flowers that he's growing, symbolizes a whole lot of good things like joy, happiness, family, togetherness, community, love you know, those are great, positive things. So, uh, yeah, but you know, anyways, I digress, I digress a little bit. Anyways, yeah, um, the so what this boils down to, how this carries over into everyday life. The way i see it you know looking from the uh the outside in because you know like alan said we're gang we're gang gang uh looking from the outside in i see like probably like 90 percent of the ideals that they have like carry over to like regular everyday people in uh oh. communities like just you know wanting to be left alone to enjoy their own lifestyle um even like representative of Small towns, everybody's going to have a different opinion across that small town, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, that comes across in the form of politics, but uh, it's the same. So, like, you talk to, like, one person from one region, they're going to say one thing, and they may say, oh, yeah, you know, boog, and then talk to somebody from the other side of the country, they may completely disagree with that person, like, 100% like and then they'll claim the same thing that's that's yep. what decentralization means you know the, that's that's why there are no leaders there's there's it's just an idea right and I think um a lot of the media outlets have really demonized that movement uh I'm sure that there are some interesting fellows in there that have done some horrible things that I've seen you know, I've seen it in the news everybody's seen it in the news uh but the idea in and of, of itself it boils down to peace it's non aggression they they uh-huh. they embrace the values of the libertarian way you know not forcing their ideas on anybody else is probably one of the staples of their uh-huh. movement that i've
0: observed yeah 100% agree it's all libertarian minarchy anarchy based views right um And that's all they want. And I think that's what a vast majority of this country actually wants, too. Uh, They just don't realize that they fall under those categories Uh, or they're being told that they fall under a different category because one or two issues that they agree with that they've been told to agree with 100 times, which is why they agree with it, um, is the reason why they fall in a blue or red category and not a gold or floral or green or whatever other category you want to talk about if you want to put color labels on things Um, people are much more united in this country than anybody fucking realizes much more united and one of the biggest examples i can give right now of recent things to show that is this song uh richmond north of richmond if you have looked up on youtube the compilation reaction videos on that, you will see people of every race, color, discord, whatever, watching that song, and almost every single one is brought to tears by it, because it hits everything we feel in our bones and everything we want to say that's going on. We know that's going on, and that's oh, yeah. the reason why, why things like the libertarian movement and other movements and decentralized movements, period are popping up over the last couple of years and becoming such a thing. And obviously, this threatens the status quo. Anything that threatens the status quo, the status quo holders are going to react and point fingers and say, these people are trouble, they're terrorists, they're this, they're that, or whatever else. They're going to label us every bad name in the book. They're going to try to scare us by having people show up at our house from three letter agencies saying, hey, just trying to see what you're doing about this meme that you posted online. It's a fucking meme, my guy. 1A protects me on it. Get the fuck off my property. You don't have a warrant. There's a reason why these things have been happening and building up over the last couple of years. There's a reason why every single time one of these decentralized groups have had mass arrests on a situation. 80% of the people involved in it were informants or feds, and they set the people up. They don't want us to be free. They want to have control of us. They want to know what we're doing so they can figure out how to divide and conquer us even better. But the truth is, if you talk to your neighborhood, talk to people you know and love, just talk to anybody. Sit at the bar and talk to the two people next to you we are much more united than anybody realizes don't let the media fool you on that shit
1: yeah that's the power of american resolve um so we've had past leaders recognize that uh you know it's eventually i think something's going to have to to give and i don't i don't think it's going to be violent if people wake up to their senses you know that's That's another thing I wanted to talk about is some kind of uh, certain some certain tabloids have some sort of fetish. They think that everybody who identifies with libertarianism or whatever fetishizes bloody fucking civil war where we're cutting off tyrants heads. And, you know, yeah, we don't we don't really want to do that. We don't want to have to do that. Nobody wants bloodshed on their front door because that's what will happen. It'll, it'll
0: be you versus the neighbors. And you don't want mm-hmm. to do that. That's why they try to label us as extremists instead of peaceful people. Right. Because peaceful people are capable of great violence. But they choose not to. Only when it's absolutely necessary and there's no other option. Extremists choose violence. Most extremists we see in this country are groomed by the feds. Yeah. Wolverines in Michigan. How many of those
1: dudes were feds? Like what the fuck? Mm. What was it like four guys? It was just four dudes, four normies
0: who got fucking caught up in some, in yeah, some out bullshit of, out of like 15 or 16 people. So it was like seven or eight were informants or feds. That's uh that's a pattern,
1: dude. They fucking do that. They um they make it worse than it was before they got there and every single thing that they do and that's just another example of it. It's really fucking quite something. And I really wish yeah. it was different. I wish it was nice and smiles and, you know, like we could fucking like, you know, respect each other, you know, for, for you know, citizen respecting federal agent and vice versa. But no, it's not because and this is a sentiment, by the way, that is shared by a lot of people, not just um, not just the fucking scary extremists in the news. This is this is a normal thing for people to be distrustful of federal agencies. And that's not good. That's not healthy.
0: Honestly, I, I think you should question anything the government does, period. Like, no yeah. matter who it is, Definitely. no matter what story you hear, no matter what you, you see, you should question it. There's enough things that have happened in the past for us to have rights to question them on every single fucking thing. Yeah, and if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, we'll uh we'll either drop a post or we'll we'll drop a list next episode. Some of everything in front of me, because the list is too fucking long. Um, but and and I encourage you when we do drop that list to literally Google every single point on it. I mean, today is the 31st anniversary of what? Rob, do you remember? Ellison Allen, Ruby Ridge, Ruby Ridge. What you did the government do there? It
1: snuck up on me. You know that? snuck up on me. But yet again, we have another day that we remember from history where the government went in and uh, caused bloodshed, unnecessary bloodshed. All it takes is a conversation. That's, why do they go and find people in their private residences instead of saying... Meeting them in public like a normal fucking person. You know how fucking weird that is? You know how weird I find so, that to be? It's like, why why would you come to my fucking house where I'm more prone to be defensive of my property? Rather than approach no, me in, in a public space, you know, where everybody can see what we're doing. You know, everybody's fucking safe. It boggles it's... my fucking mind. And that is a pattern that they set.
0: And it's so much worse than even just that for the Ruby Ridge situation, too. I mean, they they went after Randy. They asked him over and over and over to create a salt off shotgun, basically, for him, right? They could have done it themselves. But the pressure, the pressure, the pressure, the pressure. And then... They didn't just arrest him after something happened.
1: They shot fucking... Dude, all right, let me calm down a second here because it's 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 honestly infuriating. They They shot Ficky Weaver while she was holding her child,
0: and they shot and killed his fourteen-year-old son too. That was doing nothing wrong. What a piece of shit! And you know what?
1: She died soon after that, but her body was in the cabin for eleven fucking days. Mm -hmm. What fucking heartless monsters goes after people? like that Fucking savages They are fucking Savages You know what they are savages That is that is what crazy Murderous monsters do
0: And anybody that's out there Hearing this right now that is thinking Oh maybe the Weavers did something wrong There's a reason why they want A settlement in court for 3.1 million dollars It should have gone to trial They should have gotten a lot more than that but the government settled because they knew what they did. They were trying to set an example. They were trying to instill fear in every single person out there to a certain extent. And they were also trying to cover their own asses because they weren't finding the things that they said they were going to find with those agencies. So they had to create situations to try to arrest people, or to try to kill people, to try to create these kind of situations, to say, look at what we're doing. Look at how we're protecting you.
1: So um, let's dial it back a bit. Uh, Let's let's just set the stage for people who don't really understand this. Uh, Ruby Ridge. Ruby Ridge. In August 1992, at Ruby Ridge, the FBI agents and U.S. marshals engaged in an 11-day standoff with self-proclaimed white separatist Randy Weaver, his family, and a friend named Kevin Harris in an isolated cabin in Boundary County, Idaho. Weaver's wife, Vicky, his 14-year-old son, Sammy, and U.S. Marshal William Deegan were killed during the siege. Uh, Let me just stop right there. I don't give a fuck if some guy in fucking plain daylight in front of everybody walks up to me and my family and says, I want to stick my dick in every single one of your mouths, like in front of women and children, like just totally inappropriate shit, says that he fucking... He hates Mexicans. He wants he wants to exterminate all Mexicans. And you know, by the way, I am Mexican. I'm a Mexican American, and I don't give a fuck. That that doesn't justify fucking exterminating his family like that. And that's what that is. That was a fucking extermination, a fucking eleven day siege, dude, a fucking standoff. What the fuck? The guy didn't want uh. to fucking be around you. He wanted to go live by himself. So fucking
0: what. Uh, It's a real travesty when somebody wants to live In the middle of nowhere It really fucking is you know that Yeah I mean how dare they Want to live in the middle of nowhere And uh, if it's just one
1: fucking Person out of the whole bunch of people that's Causing problems fucking get that one person You know And if he's fucking like if you fucking follow him Back to where he fucking lives and he gets violent Then don't fucking bother him there It's fucking Insanity to keep repeating the same thing over and over again like that, thinking that it's going to work. It's always going to end with the same goddamn result. It's going to be violent and bloody. People are going to die and you're going to be demonized forever.
0: And And nobody's, everybody's going to hate you for what you did. Yeah. Thanks ATF for again, setting up a situation where you have an informant go in and set somebody up and pressure them into committing a felony so you can just kill their entire fucking family. Fucking back
1: off. Fucking seriously. That's fuck it's fucking back off Monday.
0: <laughs> you know what? I see it as motiva- I see it as motivation Monday. Uh motiv- this should give you motivation to build up a community. This should give you motivation to help your community, to build up yourself, build up your nuclear family, build up your extended family, have everybody in the way where they're training, not only for weights, but with arms. Everybody's united because they can't do this kind of shit if everybody is united in your community. I think we saw that pretty clearly on the Bundy Ranch situation. The entire community yep. came in and said, hey. Hey. This is what's going to happen, and we're going to take care of the community no matter what happens. We have to step up, and we have to stop this tyranny when this kind of shit happens. Hopefully, it never comes to our doorstep, any of our doorsteps. It should never have come to anybody's doorsteps. Right, right. But clearly, the alphabet agencies have an inkling to keep bringing it to people because they keep fucking up. Especially the ATF by giving guns to cartels, by trying to recreate laws or create laws on their own, they're not doing shit. So they have to try to prove why the agency is worthwhile for our taxpayer money that we're being extorted from for them to exist.
1: You know, and it's it's fucked up too, because like right now everybody hates them. You know, just all they have to do is fucking you know what I'll fucking say it myself: just fucking stop doing that shit. I'll fucking give you a hug. What do you fucking want? A high five? You want to fucking yeah. go out for coffee? Stop fucking doing that shit. We'll be friends.
0: Stop fucking shooting dogs and people.
1: But of course, then they would cease to exist. So it's it's quite obvious why they keep doing that shit. You know, it's quite a fucking abuse of the American system. It really is. And uh, America remembers. We, we, we really do. The American people. Uh, we remember critical events from our history from our lifetimes you know everything from purported terrorist attacks to you know Waco Ruby Ridge even even mm. even you know like uh the Branch Davidian incident where it was just one fucking guy being a fucking monster one fucking monster out of a whole group of people who he had you know misguided and they fucking they, they, they would have killed all of them if they could have, I, I'd i imagine. It, it really was quite something awful that they did. And, uh, you know, America remembers. Uh, today, uh, America remembers Ruby Ridge.
0: Yeah. Fs, F's in the chat for the Weavers. F's in the chat, man. Yeah. Um, anyway let's let's try to turn this to a uh maybe more bright side of something that the entire uh episode isn't just a a debbie downer um talking about how much the fucking federal government sucks and the three-letter agencies just want to kill us and murder us for their own profiteering um rob have you been doing anything fun lately i'm in the
1: gym every single day fucking i'm just picking up heavy shit dude uh eating healthy Uh, I've really been focused on myself and bettering my situation. One of the things besides going to the gym and lifting the heavy things. One of the things that uh, besides all that, that I've really been interested in is going debt free. So I've really been Mm -hmm. attacking that with everything I've got. And uh, I, I will reflect on it a little bit. One thing that I didn't realize getting into it right away is that it is a very, very ambitious and lucrative prospect. Uh mm-hmm. know what you're getting into and it's given me a whole new respect to money and finances as a whole. Um there are concepts that I've learned that I never could have imagined were feasible in practice, but turns out that they are and people have become multimillionaires m- multimillionaires several time over doing this. You know, this, this isn't exactly a financial podcast. And If you want to have a conversation about something like that outside of this, I'm not an expert, but I'll share my experience with you. You know, it's, it's, it's really, it's arduous, man. It's fucking hard. It's, it's, it's like going back and starting over and basically unfucking everything that you thought was setting you up for success. Like, uh, like credit cards, mm-hmm. America's how much, mo- what, like a trillion, how many, a trillion dollars, credit cards what's that something like that somebody correct me if i'm, uh, wrong. I'm not an expert man, on this but it's a live and it's not making you rich you're not using the, your flying miles or your your cash back rewards Shit, i don't i don't i've you know how many fucking tens of thousands i've spent on credit cards i think i remember accessing or being able to access like 10 15 and you know to the people who are like getting hundreds of dollars in rewards and flight miles or whatever how many thousands or tens of thousands of dollars did you have to spend to get that?
0: You know, like, are you not seeing that? (laughs) There's a formula on how to work credit cards for your benefit.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. And and most
0: people don't know it. And uh, I think with this being said too, we are obviously not financial advisors. We recommend that you find a local financial advisor. If you live in one of our areas, we probably have a financial advisor that we can recommend to you. Um, especially if you're in the Ohio area, anywhere in, because I have several people I can recommend that will take care of you if you're in Ohio, that will do great things by you and everything. And it is so easy to get caught up in this debt slope. And yeah. unfortunately, our the way our economy is set up is to force people into a debt slope.
1: You know, I think um, I think the government wouldn't let it happen. You know, there, there's a reason that I fucking brought that up. And uh, the reason that I that I went in that direction is because I think that if everybody decided to and there's a lot of people out there, uh, notably people like like Dave Ramsey, you're really fucking leading the way and hitting this hard. There are hundreds of millions of people out there on this, this debt free path, canceling their credit cards and whatnot and going to using cash only. And I think that that is a threat to the establishment as it is, because if we're not using these credit card companies, it could pose a huge threat to the economy. Um, What happened if by 50, 100 years from now, half of America was debt-free? How would that change things? People would Uh, have their money. People would be paying taxes differently for damn sure they would because they'd be fucking counting every single cent. It would also slow inflation too. I think so too. You know, people would be more smart with their more smart with their spending. Uh, People would be focusing on, and this, once you, once you do something like this, once you wrangle something like this, whether it be your health or your pocketbook, it takes a major effect on your life because this is something that you're doing for yourself or yourself and your family uh, you know this it's it builds a lot of character and life skill uh part of this taking control of your finances part of that is eating healthier and, and eating more smartly especially when you go to the grocery store some of the things that you do to get your finances under control are, for example, uh, you create a checklist before you go. You take an inventory of, of the stuff that you have and then you go to the store rather than going to the store and just grabbing stuff that you think you need, getting home and being like, oh, shit, I, you know, I got a lot of stuff here, but I have a pack of chicken breast and five bags of chips. <laughs> You know, and that's, that's something that I, that we talk about here a lot too, is is eat, treat your body better. Come on. You know, Mm -hmm. like you're, you're eating all that slop. That's, that's what pigs eat.
0: You know, that's, that's, come on. You're putting that in your body. Well, another thing you do too, like once you get some money built up and everything, like buying a cow or a half cow or a quarter cow or a pig or a half pig, At a time and getting a deep freezer to have that stored, that is a fantastic way to save money and have all the meat that you want to cook for a very long time. And and doing that on a regular basis, whether it's six months or a year that you do it, but you bring meat prices down to like 250 a pound for like everything for a half cow, maybe 350 a pound, depending where you're at. That includes all those ribeyes, all those New York strips. All those beef ribs, like everything you're talking about, like everything you want to cook and barbecue, you get so much cheaper if you buy it by the bulk. Get out of Costco, go to your local butcher area, get a half cow, go in with friends if you need to do it. Trust me, you'll save money and you'll have better meat. You'll be feeding the local economy and you'll know exactly what that meat was fed on i'll uh by the way here's I, a quick example way, oh go ahead i was just saying, by the way uh to me I, I i truly believe that meat is is vegetarian um because <laughs> they they only eat vegetables to become the animal they are
1: <laughs> to be fair i do i do make myself i eat vegetarian a lot um it's really great eating by the way it's like a I know Alan's the meat guy. He's the fucking barbecue dude, so he's offended by that statement. And uh, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I will. I will bring you some delicious lentil soup that will change your mind, my friend. But uh, not <laughs> all. I'm just all jokes aside. Um, just you know, let's lay that out real quick. You know, uh, how does that work out for you? Uh, well, let's say instead of going to the store and buying six packs of chicken breast, for example, or whatever you get, you go out to your butcher and you get. You get a few, two, three whole birds and you get home and you bust out the fucking giant witch cauldron pot that you, that everybody definitely has somewhere (laughs) and you boil that son of a bitch. You boil, you boil one of those birds, you, you grill another one, uh, you roast another one. And, uh, with the one you boiled, you just made stock and all the meat on it is cooked perfectly. It goes right into the soup. Now you got soup and uh any portions that are left over you freeze and then or you can or you can them and then uh you know the one that you roasted that's that's your dinner you can eat that as a family one big bird and then the other one that you uh you smoked perhaps you know you can pull that meat you can make several different dishes with that and uh or you could do that 9000 different ways. And uh those three birds go a long long way. So instead of like going out and buying uh eight, an $8 5 $8 container of bone broth, you you have your own, you have several gallons of it that you just made for for whatever the, the price of the bird was. And um you know that it's, it's not much. I went the other day I I was at the store and on the way out I grabbed one of the ready-to-go rotisserie chickens for $11, a whole bird. And mm-hmm. uh, and from one side of the bird, we had a meal. From the other side, I had chicken for two more days. <laughs> $11. $11. $11. Yeah. Spend yeah. your money yeah. smart. Spend
0: smart. Smoke your fucking meat. <laughs> Sp- um. Smoke, your meat. <laughs> Smoke your meat. Smoke your meat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. No, there, there's so many tips and tricks and all that kind of stuff. Like I save every time I do dino beef bone uh beef ribs, I save all the smoked bones and I do broth and stuff like that. And I'll I'll roast veggies and stuff on the grill and then throw them in there and just create like the just absolute best. Just uh
1: bones, Wait. dude. Oh I fucking it, it, I got a freezer with uh two baggies full of bones from a couple of birds just frozen
0: just ready just collecting them gonna make a badass broth with them (laughs) i i i feel i feel really weird saying this but i probably have um a hundred bones or so in my freezer right now and three bone dino ribs that i've cooked over the last nine months
1: hell yeah we should get
0: a uh, dude you gotta get a bone freezer dude it's time mm-hmm. <laughs> it is it is but I'm, I'm gonna cook a lot of good stuff with it and like when i do like uh like smoked baked beans or something like that or like smoke smoked cheese dip uh with like chorizo or um buffalo or something like that or bison i should say um uh, i'll throw a couple of those bones in there as i smoke it and i just let that marrow come out and that smoke flavor and everything too I don't just use it in broth. I use it in like everything I can, and it's oh, just yeah. uh, like if if you want to like really wow your fucking friends when they come over, like you save those bones and throw them in that kind of stuff, and you do some smoked baked beans and just add uh, some extra stuff to it. Yeah, Not dude. I can tell you what my my recipes are because fuck you, it's my recipe. Uh, <laughs> you can pay me for it, <laughs> but you can really make it special, and it's gonna feel. Not just restaurant quality, but it's going to feel like four or five star barbecue, Austin, Texas, restaurant quality when you do that kind of shit. Because um, you're just putting that extra touch in it. So save your stuff. Don't throw your bones away. Don't throw your scraps away. Put them in bags. Freeze them. Get a vacuum sealer. Like, there's, you can use everything. Use everything. Like, I mean... My, my girls are so excited to put stuff in the compost now. Have I told you about this? They they fight each other on who gets to put stuff in the compost from today's uh, stuff. <laughs> from <laughs> banana peels and like strawberry tops and stuff like that. Like they'll literally argue over who gets to put it in the compost. It's amazing.
1: It's fucking great. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a whole lot of shit you're throwing out too, by the way. All the vegetable scraps, you know. Got to put that in the compost, especially if your garden and you're, if you're throwing that in the trash, you are missing out on the best garden you could possibly have. So that's, uh, that's yeah. what dirt is. You know, that's dirt. Isn't just a medium that you sprinkle nutrients into it's, uh, dirt is decomposing material and uh, material that has already decomposed. That's what dirt is
0: and shit grows yeah. from it really really good shit (laughs) so well actually you know shit shit grows mushrooms but you know compost grows oh yeah yeah Um, speaking (laughs) in technical terms shit will grow fungus and there will be a fungus among us but if you do see (laughs) fungus in your compost and everything else too uh don't pull it let it grow uh there's so much research done that's been coming out the last decade two decades showing that you want fungus in your dirt, Um, you want mushrooms in your dirt, because they're going to decide where the uh, nutrients need to go and the water system supply and everything like that. They actually talk with the plants and everything. So, you know, don't pull those mushrooms, let them just grow and die. It's (laughs) going to just decompose and go back in the compost, and it's going to end up helping your plants speak to each other better and grow better too. Hell yeah. Yeah. So, damn, dude,
1: we fucking covered a lot today. Uh Starting to run out of time here, unfortunately. But I can't think of a better way to wrap up today's episode by recommending that on a daily basis,
0: you drink your fucking water. God damn it. Drink your fucking water, people. You pick that thing
1: up and do some dry fire training.
0: Oh, and your rifle. Not just your EDC. Do it. And, uh, Get to the gym, or
1: go buy some weights. Do what you got to do. Go for a walk. Do something. Walk before you run. Uh, get out there. Jacks. Do some take take care. Yeah, do anything. Jumping jacks, jump rope, up downs, push
0: ups, up and down yeah. your stairs. Run, run to every neighbor's house, knock on their door, and give them an enthusiastic high five, and then run to the next house.
1: Hell yeah. Fucking Honestly, community building here. right there You're gonna make somebody get day. some.
0: Yeah, you're gonna need some laughs, you're gonna get some giggles You're gonna need some exercise in You're gonna build up your community It's gonna be fucking hilarious, nobody's expecting that shit Fucking ring the doorbell Hey, just over here give you a high five Boom! Then run in the next place Real fuck quick Yeah. And do uh, some, if anybody do some uh, weird
1: if Anybody gets mad at you to, uh, For that, uh, tell them to call me And I'll tell them to, uh, to Go fuck themselves
0: <laughs> yeah we will yeah,
1: oh yeah will. don't be mean to my oh, body
0: yeah. oh yeah step into a slim gym <laughs> um no but
1: seriously though uh that, that's a great 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 point that you brought up there get out there and start that community if you haven't already uh smile at people wave and help out if you can um
0: get her done and always drink that down, fucking water yep I mean, uh, and also too, like when we talk about dry fire training, focus on your two firearms that you would potentially use if any situation came up. And I don't think we talk about this enough. We talk about dry fire training, but we don't talk about what you should focus on for that and what you should focus on for the range.
1: Yeah.
0: So I always focus on my EDC, my EDC pistol. I carry with me every day. I, I do two to three times of 10 to 15 minutes a day of training with that. And then my home defense rifle, I do two times, 10 to 15 minutes a day of dry fire training with that as well. That's where you learn how to take care of any most likely situation. 90% of situations that are plus that would ever pop off would be in those two situations. Either you're going to be out and about or it's going to be in your home and you have invaders coming in. Make sure you're most detailed and most prominent with the two things that are most likely to save your life should you do dry fire training with other things that you have absolutely absolutely but focus on those first
1: yep yep use the tools that you would use in an actual fighting situation just like when you sit down for dinner you don't cut your steak with a butter knife yep
0: and you don't cook it well done either Yep, which is which is why every night I practice <laughs> I practice putting a flashlight on my rifle barrel as a suppressor because I don't want to pay $200 and wait a year to actually buy a $1000 suppressor.
1: <laughs>
0: I just saw a recent video review,
1: can't remember the fucking name of the guy. He uh did spicy stuff with the flashlight and the video was sponsored by uh a uh Reputable adult store. (laughs) It's the the oddest
0: fucking crossover I've ever seen. Apparently, apparently, it makes a decent little stock that has some like little forgiveness in there, (laughs) and makes your makes your shoulder nice and soft. And then with the uh, the stickiness of the rubber, it keeps it in place. (laughs)
1: Lord, this is a fucking not a. An adult podcast like that. Fucking keep yep. it. Keep it. Drink your fucking water
0: rated. Yeah. But That's afterwards, be rated. Afterwards, if you look at one of your friends, be like, you want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> <laughs> it's permanent smile. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, I guess we'll fucking call I'm it the- there.
1: <laughs> and we'll fucking call it there. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, everybody, for coming and listening Come- to the. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Thanks for joining us on the Anti-Politics Podcast. My name is Rob Renoso. I'm Alan
0: Love. We love you. Bye.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Go forth and be nice and drink your fucking water.